Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode is brought to you by Linen and Homes. Linen and Homes offers quality products from weighted blankets, bamboo sheets, and soft PJ sets that are definitely going to give you a good night's sleep. Shop now at www.linenandhomes.com. Hello. Hello. <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Project Loving Myself Podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Sometimes people think when good things are happening, they panic because they think it's too good to be true. Something bad is going to happen. So you never stay in the present. You hold on to the past. You're scared about the future. Well, I guess one of the gifts I have in life that God has blessed me with is that I really love being in the moment. You're listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself Podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. It's a wonderful day today. And I'm taking a minute to be grateful that every day I get to wake up in the morning and do what I love, that I get to connect with people and help them find the joy and happiness that is available to all of us in our individual lives. And now I pass on this candle of gratitude to you. What are you grateful for today? I'm also grateful to all the guests that come on this podcast to share their stories In particular, today's episode is an inspiring story with a powerful and uplifting message from none other than award-winning Filipina actress Isa Calzado. As founder of She Talks Asia, a movement that celebrates the modern woman, providing a space for inspiration and support among women across multiple platforms, Isa's commitment to her personal advocacies is worth highlighting. Isa is also no stranger to mental health and mental illness, having seen it up close from the time she was a child. And it is the lessons that she has learned over time through her journey of dealing with her own personal struggles that has made her the person that she is. If there is one quality that jumps out about Isa, then it is her authenticity, her honesty, how she uses her voice to make a difference on others who might be going through the same things in their life. It is my pleasure and honor to have her on the show today. Welcome to Project Loving Myself, Isa. 
Hi, Sanaya. What an intro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, hello to everyone watching today and uh, wherever you are, whatever time it is. I don't know, right? Like, yeah, you can, you can watch this at any time at your convenience. Hello to you. Um, and I'm glad to connect with you today, Sanaya. And uh, thank you for having me on your, on your show, on your podcast. You know, Isa, when I was doing a little bit of research, I researched my guests and I tried to understand a little bit more about their journey. I mean, yours was just spectacular. I mean, you've dealt with so many different things and I've um, listened to a lot of different talks you've done, posts. And I, you know, I was really like just so excited to have this conversation with you. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to to get to know me through, through you know, through whatever is available on the internet, <laughs> and and really thank you for for recognizing that I have been through quite a journey and it has been challenging. Yes, it has at times very difficult and but also very beautiful, colorful and wonderful. So I'm I'm glad to to be here today and. Yeah to be able to share my journey with you. I mean, my journey thus far, because there's still a long way to go. Yeah, um, absolutely. And you know, Isa, one thing I've noticed as I've also been sort of following your story is how strong your spirit is. You know, you've been through quite a different number of experiences and it's very clear, like your spirit is always just it's strong and it's always like rising above the situation so I want to know a lot more about how you got that way okay it's like come on this is just (laughs) minute number three hold it in (laughs) (sighs) oh god oh thank you thank you I I, I'll take that I'll take that I'll take that it's true it's true now, we're going to start with your childhood, Isa, okay? And I know that you have seen mental health up close, as I mentioned earlier, from the time you were a child. Your mother struggled with manic depression and bipolar disorder, which are kind of like big and scary words. I mean, just as I say it, I'm sure anyone listening in, I mean, that sounds really scary. What more for a little girl who had to experience that with her mother? What was that like? You said the word, scary, uh, confusing. That's what it was like. Because um, not every day was a bad day. You'll have to understand that, you know. And I don't want to, to to paint a picture of my mother that she was this monster, which she was not. Yeah. Especially now that as an adult, I understand, and, and you know, with with all the awareness that I now have. Um, she was not. Trust me. She tried her best. She went to therapists. She did a lot of reading. Whatever she could at that time, she did, she did her best to try and understand and try to get support from people around her. But it wasn't as, as accessible as it is now when the understanding around mental health um, issues were not at the scale that it, it it's at now. Right. So I was born in 1982 
I think as early as six or seven, I was quite aware that maybe even earlier that my mother was quite special. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And and she was misdiagnosed. Uh, she was told she was neurotic, so she was given downers, um, which was the worst thing you could give somebody who has manic depression or bipolar uh, or, or is going or has, what do you call it? It's bipolar. Um, right. The polarities, right? The There's polarities. lots of ups and downs and exactly. cycles. Yeah. And I, I treat bipolarity. So I know that, you know, in some periods, there's like this extreme behavior and then other periods is like extreme lows with depression. Mm. So it's really inconsistencies unless you figure out the pattern. Yes. And then, and I think she, she did have, you know, she had her triggers, she had a pattern, but of course, even to her, I think she wasn't completely aware that it was a trigger. It was a pattern. And it, depending on what was happening around us, she she would have more lows I, I think she had more lows especially after my brother died i had a younger brother who died so can you imagine that you know, yeah. losing a child she she carried the child and then she lost uh, my brother after 17 days so i really believe that you know there was a, a big blow there a, a big hit in, in terms of postpartum depression not for sure she she lost one of her good friends it, her friend was murdered like it was a massacre like it was an inside job like, i mean theft really so so you know you're juggling all of that and a lot of things so I, I, she really tried her best i really think so as a child, Isa, I'm guessing your mother was going through so much that there that maybe you didn't get the attention or her love as freely as if it was a different situation, right? Definitely. What was that like? Like, were you very aware that you had to maybe take care of yourself? Was it a feeling of having to do everything yourself what kind of an impact did that have on you you know that was not quite what it felt like i am very lucky i'm very blessed that okay. my father was a very consistently loving man like very loving however he wasn't always present because he was working and he was doing other things <laughs> which you know contributed to the problem we'll just we won't go into detail but towards me his child he was right. consistently loving and just really generous and he was this warm person and i guess that's where i get the strength from as well and the warmth which i supposedly have I know I have. I, I, I won't mince words. I, I mean, I won't. You I have do. I mean, I own it. Yes, I know. I do. Though. So, I mean, so my father was like that. But my mother was also loving when she was okay. But she was temperamental. She, you know, so short-fused. And uh, again, with the highs and the lows. Um, I I feel like 
I guess this is why also I'm an actress. The, 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 the longing for attention maybe was hardwired already. The programming from mm. 1 to 7 was around that time, right? Because so I think right. I lost my... It was 1988 when my brother died. So I was about 6, 7. Yeah. So uh, I think it really created this child who felt lost, who felt she wasn't worthy because, you know, my mother also would say things. One day it's a good thing. The next day it's a bad thing about me or, you know. And yeah. so... And that was her mental illness talking, yes, right? That was... It, it wasn't her, her. Her. Yeah, it wasn't her. To, to, to be, like, to be honest, like, what kind of mother? Like, who would, who would want that? Nobody right. really. It's, it's really what we've gone through and the layers, right, that we have and, and the experiences that we've had that turn us into the person that we are, especially if we're not fully aware of it. Or if you have an illness, it's, it's something you can't even control. Yes. Yeah. I think, Isa, also, that's what a lot of people need to understand about things like depression, anxiety, bipolarity. Like, whoever's dealing with it, it's exactly as you said. They they don't know the impact they're having on somebody else. They don't understand, you know, how this is affecting the people around them because they are not in control of their own feelings, their own behaviors. So I, I think it's really important how you've highlighted that. Yes, I, I agree because, you know, to a certain extent, I just take myself, for example. I'm not diagnosed with anything except for insomnia. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, that's something I deal with. But, you know, when anger takes over me, it feels like sometimes I can't control it. You know, I, I do have a bit of a short fuse, not as short as my mother's. And that's something I've had to temper. That temper is something I've had to temper through the years and really a lot of inner work, which is we're all a work in progress. So I understand what it's like to have an emotion take full control of you. I mean, loving is an emotion, right? And okay, so if you cannot resonate with anger or like depression or anxiety, I'm sure at some point you've been in love. And that is an emotion. And it has completely taken over you. You've been blinded by it. You've done crazy things, stupid things because of love. So in the same manner, any kind of emotion can do that, can take control of you. And so, and, and I understand this now. But again, as a child, it was just like scary. There was shame because especially if it were a public kind of tantrum, you know, there was a lot of that. And confusion, as I said, like, why is she like this? Why? why? She doesn't love me. She hates me. Oh, but she loves me today. Oh, but she said today I'm pretty. But the other day, she didn't say that, you know? So it was, it was, I guess I was hard to navigate. And that's why I eventually turned to food. And I also didn't have a lot of friends, not because people didn't want to be around me. Again, part of her condition, I guess, was like just keeping me at home. But I, I, was, I did well in school. I was quite congenial, I think, from an early age. I don't know if it was because I was seeking attention from my parents. 
But I think from a very young age, I've always been congenial, <laughs> for just friendly. So I'm I'm glad that in school I had friends um, in in our community. I, we lived in a townhouse. I, I did have friends as well, but I spent a lot of time on my own. So I escaped through books. I mean, eventually, I think my third grade or I don't know when I started reading books. Definitely television, music. Yeah. Okay. Now, growing up with all of that, I mean, that was, that's a lot for a child. That's a lot for a child to have to carry. I'm not even disclosing a lot. <laughs> I'm but sure. But let's leave it at that. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot more, you know, to go deeper into that. But carrying all of that, I mean, what do you think that childhood did for you in terms of lessons or things that you took forward into your life um, in a positive way? Like, how do you think it shaped you to maybe be more aware of things or more careful of things or look for certain things in your life? How did that shape you? To be honest, growing up, because if you have that kind of childhood, chances are you, you'll be a rebel or you'll make some pretty bad decisions right you lacked all. out yeah you lacked out yeah, yeah i lacked out so and i did and i did have that time of my life in my life rather when you know i wasn't aware so you were kind of just doing the things that you thought were natural but were destructive right and so until one day my mother dies and that's really the boom the wake up call that's that's really the one that shaped me. Um, but I believe, even at a younger age, you, you said that my spirit's strong. So I, I, I'll take that. I remember there were moments. I mean, I won't go into detail, but I would just say it in my head. Like, no. Just something in my head would say, like, no, I'm going to turn out good. I'm going to show you. I'm going to turn out good. I'm going to turn out well. Like, I would just fight, like, it's negative no but it wasn't always like that and then it took a while for me to understand that hey i think i've always had it as a child and maybe that's why because i i would see it and i would just say no i remember i would say i'm my father's daughter <laughs> so like no i'm not going you know yeah so yeah when my mom died I, I, that really shook me to the core, and it was the wake-up call that I really needed. And I'm not saying that, you know, this should be a sign that other people should go through, the, through this path. Please, no. I mean, I wouldn't want anyone else to go through what our family went through. Okay. Um, but specifically for me, that was my biggest awakening at that time. What changed, Isa? Like, what was the, the change in your life from that point forward? The change, the shift really was, because as I said, I, I did say earlier, I, I was on a path to self-destruction, basically. Right. Right. You know, I was still having fun. Obviously, it was still fun at that time. But, you know, if I think about it now, if I continued on that path, just straight straight down that path, 
maybe by 30 completeness. Maybe even before that. I don't know if I would have even made it to 30. Wow. You know, like, it was just the choices were really <laughs> not misguided and really wrong at that time. So with this, because my mom passed away, and in the manner by which she passed away, and 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 you know, she I have shared this that she took her own life. I think it really made me realize how much I wanted to live. And that if I want to live, I have to make better choices that I had to start cleaning up my act. You know, I didn't want to end up like her. Wow. That was clear to me. Like, it was, excuse me, but it was like a holy shiz. Yeah. I don't want to end up like that. So I am very lucky that, I don't know, maybe I started listening, I guess, and I'm seeing signs. And then I was just led, you know, Sanaya, I was just led to landing a Pantene ad. And then just things opening up for me because I wasn't much of a believer. I mean, oh, I knew God existed. I didn't really pray at night. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't connected, basically. Right. But this one made me connect to a higher being and to myself, I guess, without me knowing all this connecting to self yet. I mean, this was 2001. Um, right. I was 19. Um, but that's what happened, I believe. That, that was the shift. And it wasn't like, oh, the next day I was this girl who cleaned up her app. No, it was just, it's been a slow and steady process and I'm still a work in progress. You know, we're still learning and unlearning and that's, that's life. But the, what matters is the, the awakening happened. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Isn't it Isa? Like sometimes in life's biggest tragedies are our biggest turning points and opportunities for change. And unfortunately, those can be very difficult lessons, can be very painful. But I think, you know, your point that you woke up to it and you started to connect and you started to, you know, you started to listen. And I think that that's the difference between the people who take the tragedy and they turn it around. You know, they make it maybe their motivation. Maybe they make it their drive. They turn it into something positive. They're the ones who actually make something of it, you know, as opposed to the other way around is getting sucked into that kind of dark hole of what happened. And I think it's these listening to people who have done these things. I think that will remind people, remind us that no matter how dark those times are, you can pull out and you can choose a different course. You can steer your life in a different direction, like you did. Definitely, I am. They apparently there's a term post-traumatic growth. Okay. 
So I, I saw that posted by Howie Severino, who is a fellow COVID survivor. So I, I didn't actually research on it thoroughly, but to me, it made sense because every traumatic, challenging thing that I've encountered ever since my mother died, because there have been several, I mean, I've lost two stepmoms after, I, I know, <laughs> it's like, what? And my father as well. And other challenges that come, you know, you know, there are a lot of challenges that happen, not just around us, but within us as well, right? So I feel like with every challenge, I, I choose to take it as a learning moment, as, as just a way for, for, for God. He's basically challenging me so that I can be propelled forward. I mean, it's like he's pushing me to move forward because it's just, that's how I'm going to grow. That's part of my expansion, my journey. Um, and I need, I almost, I need to go through certain things because otherwise growth, the growth, the enlightenment, I guess, the lessons will not be learned and I'll just be on autopilot. Yeah, it's because, you know, we we need to be uncomfortable to move, right? Otherwise, when things are just really easy sometimes and they are, you know, they just, there's nothing really to, to, to incentivize us or move us into action. Mm -hmm. And it's always something, sometimes those challenges, those difficulties that get us searching, moving, asking questions, at least until we get to a point, I believe, Isa, that we don't need it anymore. You know, at some point, the kind of maturity and wisdom that comes from, I think, going through a lot of challenges, getting through a lot of it, when you finally realize that maybe I don't need it to be so difficult yeah. all the time, right? Maybe I choose to keep moving. Maybe I choose to keep growing and evolving. And I think when you get to that point, you start seeking out the different methods or techniques, you know, some people turn to meditation, some people turn to other things, and they, they actually find things that will keep them evolving without the challenge, without the yes. problem. Yes, yeah, yes, thank you for pointing that out. I, I, I'm, please let us not manifest difficulties or challenges into our lives. Um, you know, some people, speaking of meditation, I'm currently, well, I'm doing, uh, two things, but one of them is a Deepak Chopra app. Um, so he does one with Oprah, the um, getting unstuck. And then it's true. Sometimes people think when good things are happening, they panic because they think, oh, something, it's too good to be true. Something right. bad is going to happen. So you never stay in the present. You hold on to the past. You're scared about the future. Well, I guess one of the gifts I have in life that God has blessed me with is that I really love being in the moment. Like I'm here right now. And I, I don't know if that's because I love to dance. And you know, when you're dancing, you're just in the moment. You're not thinking. I don't know because I grew up with that or my father was very in the moment. But most of the time I like just being here. I don't wanna think about the past too much. I don't want to worry too much about the future. I wanna be here now, like now with you connecting. Right? And, and, and I, I want to enjoy this. I want to feel it. I want to feel this moment. So it's a gift. It's a gift, I know. And 
I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. But I'm, I'm sure there are tools, right? Um, to keep you in that moment. Yeah. You know, for those people listening, right, Isa is like the biggest smile on her face as she's talking about being in the moment and dance. And you can see like how much happiness and joy this brings her. But I do think, Isa, this is probably what you took from your experiences, right? There's no changing the past. Probably everything you've been through has already taught you that we don't have much control over the future. What we have is the present. And I think you've learned through these experiences of yours that at least that's one thing you can kind of hold on to, what you can be present in. And it's true. You know, it's true. Being present in the moment. I mean, that's what life is about, right? Mm -hmm. Life hack, like, number one. <laughs> and people are like, how to be present in the moment? How? <laughs> You know what? Get out of your head. Move. Yeah. Right? right? Move. Or I don't know. I'm sure you have tips and I um I have not studied this uh in depth, but I just know that that that's one of the ways that I get out of my head. Because right. I, I, I mean I do acknowledge that there are times I I romanticize the past or think about the past or I blame you know, and you just go back. But, and there are also times that I do worry, like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen in the future? But I don't, I don't choose to be stuck in, in those moments. Like, I let it, but I tell myself, come on, it's time to move on. Come on, come on. Like, I, it's, it's, it's just telling myself, like, don't get stuck there. Don't get stuck there. I think you already gave the example, though. I think that you gave the answer. I mean, when you were talking about being present in the moment and dancing and moving, like your face lit up, you were smiling, you were happy. So I think whenever we focus on things that bring us joy and very, I mean, it's very unlikely that focusing on our past is going to bring us joy because most people <laughs> have a lot of right trauma and baggage in, in their past, right? And when they are thinking about the past, they're not really thinking about what to celebrate. They're usually thinking about regret or, you know, the whatever, the pain, the misery that's back there. Mm. And when we're thinking about the future, we're often thinking about things that haven't happened yet. So there's mm. some element of worry or anxiety or what if in there, right? Mm. But when we are happy and we're just in the present and we're doing something that brings us joy, I think that's as easy as it is, you know, being in the present is just like you read a book, you're completely involved in that book. You're not thinking about what grocery do I need to, you know, do tomorrow, right? You're not like making, you know, mental notes in your head. You're just reading a book and you're completely carried away by or, what you're reading, right? right? Or, or when you sing a song. When you sing a song. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's just, I think you said it, joy. So enjoy the moment. You have to enjoy it. Love it. I right? love that. Enjoy so the moment. The simplest yeah. advice is the best advice. <laughs> right? It's true. Let's not overcomplicate life but it, <laughs> because it can already be complicated at times. Yes. So let's simplify. 
Let's simplify. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, when when you were saying that, I also just want to say that there's also and I'm sure you know this, there's also a good thing about looking back. Because it's it's not staying in the past. It's just kind of glancing. I like doing that once in a while because you do get caught up in Oh my god, I don't know, whatever, whatever, like, oh my god, things aren't working out. Oh my god, oh my god, nothing, like, I only have 5,000 in the bank. Oh my god, oh my god, like, and then, well, I don't know, just because my journey has been, like, where I was when I was 19. I'll go back to that, just like, oh, that's right, oh, what a journey it's been, so it's been good been good you know this this also like just to be grateful for what i have now i some i i need to keep glancing you know every so often so that yeah i think there's a lot to learn from the past mm. instead of like dwelling on it it's sort mm. of this is where i was this is where i am now you know this is how far i've come this is how i've how much i've learned you know, this is how much I've grown. So I think mm -hmm. like checking in the way you, you're saying it, I think that's something that can be a very valuable tool for like personal growth. As long as we don't get stuck there, yeah. you know, we can't move forward from it. Just really a glance. Um, and, and it's not just, a, sorry, because I use money. And I, I just want to, to, to emphasize that it's not just about how much you have in the bank. Or what you've made, um, or what material things you now possess versus what you had back then. When when we talk about how much we've grown, for me the most important part of it is really how much I've grown, mind, body, and spirit. I guess it's 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 really really for me though, mind and spirit, because sometimes you're like oh the weight that I've lost or whatever, whatever it is, right? Oh, how much I've improved or grown. But to, the, there are more important things. And, you know, we're talking about that now. It's, it's, yeah. it's the growth and expansion of the mind and the spirit is, is what yes. matters most, I think. So, Isa, you mentioned earlier that with all the challenges going on in your childhood, you turn to eating food. Yes. I know you um, worked through some childhood depression, that there was a lot of weight gain or there were different challenges that you went through. Tell me a little bit about how you came through all of that. How did you overcome and what did you learn from that? Oh, wow. How many hours do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah, so I turned to eating. Because my dad loved food and my mother was just, she was bad. Again, she was in, you know, she had a lot of things to think about. My mother would normally police it, the eating, but because she wasn't around and eventually she left for the States, I just got bigger and bigger through the years. And I never really felt it was depression, but I guess it was. And... You know, that's what the doctor said, but I only went once or twice and I was never given anything like um, no medicine, nothing. I don't know how, honestly, 
I, I I just lived that time. But I again, I got bigger and bigger through the years. And the weight loss, yes, it happened when I was in high school. But honestly, it was the manner by which I did it, because I starved myself, was also very problematic. So it caused more harm than good, to be honest, um, just how I did it. And so it, it took several years, even when, uh, come on, <laughs> you lose 100 pounds and then you enter show business. Come on, that's, that's another, and then that's an entire battle in itself. For so sure. <laughs> you, For are sure. This, you are this girl who's very insecure. And then you've lost 100 pounds. They may say good things about you, but you're looking at everyone else and they're like, everyone looks so perfect and I am so like this. You know, like, how am I going to make it? How am I, you know, in an industry where you have to be perfect, you know, and, and I battled that. I also did um, cosmetic surgery, made stupid decisions, put things in my body I wasn't supposed to put in. You know, it, it was really a journey because, yes, I did lose the weight, but I didn't address what was here in my head. It's really that. And it's been a journey, and I'm still on that journey. It's really a journey of self-worth of loving yourself fully, you know, not just the body. Yes, I think I'm, I'm in a much better place now in terms of my acceptance of, of what my body looks like, of where I am in life. But I won't be a hypocrite and say I don't look in the mirror and say, oh, I wish I had this, you know, I wish I didn't have my stretch marks. I wish I, wish I had that... <laughs> the skin that's like so tight and oh I wish my scars weren't here and this and that but I I know for a fact that I don't think about it as often as I used to or even my weight like I'm not as trapped <laughs> I don't spend as much time thinking about it as I used to which to me is, all, is a, a big win because honestly, I spent way too much time thinking about the way I looked, that it was in the way of a lot of things. You know, it was, it hindered me from being my best self. That's a huge win though, Isa. It's, it's a huge win if you're not thinking and obsessing about those things as much as you used to. And I love the word you use, trapped, because yeah. that's what people are is often trapped by these sort of notions in their own mind. The narrative. Right? The narrative. narrative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so how did you, Isa, I'm sure there's so many people probably listening in who are trapped, <laughs> right? They're trapped in body image. They're trapped mm -hmm. in, you know, the trauma of their past. They're trapped mm -hmm. in their mental health issues. How did you get out of that? How did you, you know, escape out of uh, that cycle or loop? And I know, look, we're not perfect, right? Like you said, work in progress. It's never going to be that we're completely out of that. 
you know, sort of questioning or or getting influenced by things around us. But it's a huge win not to be thinking about it all the time. How did you do it? I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the body aspect first because you said mental, those are so, a lot. that's a lot, that's a lot. So I'll just go with the body, body love revolution <laughs> that um, we coined, like She Talks Asia, which I am a part of, we did a body love conference in 2018. And, and that was really a, an idea that I had coming into the group because of my body issues. At that time, I was, I think, 33, 34, and I was really having such a hard time losing weight. And I knew that I already was eating pro- like eating well. I was working out a lot. An insane amount of hours were put into working out. And so why wasn't it working? And it just, I was, and then I recognized that, of course, I'm insecure, but I also recognized that so many women around me were very also insecure, even if they looked so good. If we feel this way, then, you know, a lot of women or people feel this way. And Initially, I wanted to take it to schools, to go around and, you know, talk to the young Isa or to the young Sanaya, you know, I wanted to do that, but it was quite hard. And, but so eventually we just did a body love conference, but maybe one day I'll do that. Maybe I'll one, maybe one day I'll do that and go to schools and really give talks. Oh my God. Um, Brilliant idea. (laughs) So needed. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, I have been invited. It's just... You know, time, I really have to, it will have to be a full-on commitment to, to do that. But I would love to one day because it'll be different to really just go to when they need you most. Correct. That time, like, when, you know, the minds are being shaped and when the insecurities are starting to creep creep up, right? So, so how did I do it? Or how am I doing it? Because I'd like to, you know, like I said, I am a work in progress. Honestly, just sharing my story really helped. And I think with the, with the intention of helping others, I actually helped myself as well. In terms of what I show in social media, when I'm asked to do a photo shoot, I tell them, please don't erase my stretch marks. However, sometimes it's light that erases it. I tried to tell them not to shrink my arms anymore, basically not to do too much Photoshop because I, I, I realized, you know, I was, A, I'm part of the problem because all my images until that time that I did the body love, um, you know, I, I got into body love or self-love or acceptance, all my images were very heavily Photoshopped and I loved it before. I loved it because whew, they, they didn't see the flaws. But what it was creating in my head was like, I am never going to be that. I am never going to be that woman, that girl, that image. So I always felt that when people see me, I had to cover up. So, you know, a lot of in my 20s, people probably thought I was conservative. No. If I could wear a bra, out, I would wear a bra. <laughs> I mean, I could, right? But, you you know, I was covered up because I was very insecure. 
And so I hid it. And because all the, the photos were of flawless skin, the more I hid it. So the more that I was hiding who I really was. And I could not live really fully, right? And of course, I, I was living. I had fun, you know. But to really be me and be okay with me, I had to make that. So I posted some photos. And when I post now, I won't, I won't edit it. I will use light, use angles, yes. And I don't feel the need that you have to show every single scar that you have, every imperfection. I've, I've just said it. Like, oh, I have this, 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 that. You don't really need the visuals, I think. But maybe if one day there are visuals suddenly and you see the imperfections, the flaws, I'm, I'm ready. Like, because I've shared it. it you know, do you speak Tagalog, Sanaya? Konti. Very little. Konti. <laughs> so I don't know if you'll, you'll understand this. Inunahan muna sila. Okay. Like, inunahan, like, because I shared it first. And it came from me. Yeah, I was the first one. I basically took control of the narrative, Sanaya. On my terms. terms. On my terms. It's like, you know what? Because people would say that. And, and sometimes I still get that. But before, like, on Twitter, Instagram, lau-lau yung balat mo, like, sagging skin, stretch mark queen. I'm, and I'm like, do they think I'm blind and that I don't know this? <laughs> I mean, honestly, Sanai, I think I have said the worst possible things already to myself. And your words are just trying to validate that. But I will no longer allow your words to validate that. So it, it was like I set boundaries that way. I still get affected, of course, sometimes. It still hurts. It's human. Yes. But now I, I, I can pull back more and say... You know, you know this already. You know your body more than anybody else. So, okay, they're pointing out certain things that are there. And so what? I, I am more than that. You know, once you get to know me, I am more than that. But even beyond that, I, I have to be grateful. And I am grateful for this body. So I have to stop beating it up. Because it does so much for me. Again, I'm able to dance. I'm able to do this, do that. So many things with my body. And last year when I had COVID, the whole body love went on. A, the, the whole meaning of that went even on a much deeper level. Because when I was talking to my lungs and telling my lungs, please work. Please, I need you to work for me. Please, that's your body. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're so stuck with the physical. I mean, I mean, what we can see. I mean, that's still the physical body. But with, with what we can see, that if you think about it, we're made of inside us. Our, our body parts are working for us. And my gosh, if I do not honor what they do for me, if I am not grateful for what they do for me, what if it's taken away? Is that the only time I'll be grateful? I don't, I, I don't want that. So while I have everything functioning, while I have this, it may not look good. My feet don't look good. 
whatever. But you know what? I love them. Or if I don't love them at this very minute, I'm learning to love it. Maybe in five minutes, I'll love them. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful, Isa. And so much, I think so much truth. And I think actually for me, what you're talking about is your truth. You're living your truth. You're learning to love your truth. And that's why I said, you know, when I introduced you on this episode, it's it's being authentic. You know, it's facing who you are and you're not apologizing for it. You know, this is me. I'm, I'm thinking of that song now from um, The Greatest Showman. Like, this is, this is me. This is who I am. And, you know, of course... I do have my shadows. I, we, we all have the monsters or whatever. Um, I'm not perfect. And again, I always say that. This, But that's who I am. Inside and out. I have my flaws. I have my imperfections. And I'm, I'm okay with it. And with the ones that I'm not okay with, I'm, I'm trying to deal with it. Or I'm dealing with it. Or I've dealt with it. You know, it depends on what what, what crops up. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's how I, I work. Like, oh, so this happened. Okay, I, I don't like what I, what I did. You know, I don't like who I was at that moment. It doesn't mean that that's me, that that, that moment should define who I am. No. So... I, I, I'm kind to myself as well. I think I practice, especially now, a lot of compassion towards self so that I can be more compassionate also towards others. That's how I see yeah. it. No, I hear that. And I, I also hear that you, you cut yourself that slack. You know, sometimes when we're also on this journey of personal growth, we become a little too hard on ourselves. You know, we, we, we put standards, we set us ourselves up for you know, what we cannot achieve, you know, it takes time. It, it is a journey. It is a process. And I it think it is. And Sanai, if I may, like, as a public figure, it's a whole level of pressure, the sense of responsibility that is attached to that. And, you know, when people call Mama Mary because of this film, they, they said, I look like Mama Mary. And people call you Mama Mary. And you, it's almost like I have to live up to her standards. But I'm not. So I say, I'm Mama Mary Magdalene. You know? <laughs> I'm like, Guys, I'm human. But, you know, of course, I, I, I do recognize and I acknowledge that that's a story that's just in my head that I have to be pressured to be perfect because I'm called Mama Mary. But, you know, when you're called Mama Mary quite quite often, it does get to you that, hold on, guys, hold on. Yeah. That's just an image. That's just the persona. The human being is human. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not perfect. Agreed. Agreed. And you know, what I like is you're, you're, you're claiming that. You know, you're not trying to be perfect. You're claiming I'm not perfect. I mean, just in this one episode, you have mentioned I am a work in progress several times. And it's it's like that's what's in your mind. You acknowledge that and you allow yourself to be. And also I think that key word, like allowing yourself to be that work in progress. Before we head I on to the rest of the episode, thing. 
let me tell you about how I went shopping on linenandhomes.com. I got the prettiest, softest PJs made of bamboo cotton and a gorgeous bamboo blanket for my little one. I love, love, love their weighted blanket and I've been sleeping so much more soundly and deeply since I started using it, which totally helps considering being pregnant doesn't allow me to sleep as well as I would like. I can't wait to get my hands on their sheets and comforter sets as well. So check out www.linenandhomes.com and don't forget to use my code PROJECTLOVINGMYSELF, all caps, no spaces, to get 10% off your first order. I'm so sure you're going to love the products as much as I do. Now, you are now a health and wellness enthusiast. You are a body love, body acceptance advocate. And so, you know, like a phoenix who According rises- to my... Oh, I like that. Profile. Yes. No, so I, I coined this. I mean, I thought it was perfect for you. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes. So you basically took your difficulties, your challenges, and now you've made it your advocacy. You know, you've made it your message. So when did you, you know, start to make that change in your life where it was no longer about you and your difficulty, but what you can do for other people? who are sharing some of these same feelings, difficulties, you know, as you did. So when did that happen and how, how did you get there? So again, going back to She Talks Asia, just before doing that, or just the body love talks that I wanted to do for, for girls, mostly girls, because let's be honest, it's, it's, it's really mostly girls that have this body issue. Um, not to say that boys don't go through it, yeah. but it, it, yeah, it's just how we're hardwired to be perfect at a young age. It like, causes really a lot. But again, that's a whole different uh, <laughs> episode. So yeah, with regards to your question, that started uh, brewing in my head a long time ago, but I never really did anything about that. And then one day, I, I like how you asked it. Um, then it was no longer about you and how you wanted to help others. Because that's exactly, it was a pivotal moment happened um, in 2017. Thank you, Lord. I, I was blessed with an international award, my first one. It was for a movie, a film called Bliss. And then we were part of the Osaka Film Festival. And I, I won a Yakushi, Best Perform- Yakushi Pearl Best Performance Award. And, oh gosh, I was over the moon. Because, Sanaya, I've been dreaming of that moment. Of, of just, you know, working. And I wanted to be, you know... I, I want I, I wanted recognition, I guess, for that work. Not that it was the only thing that was driving me to work. I, I really love my work. But it's it's a dream, right? You know, it's a dream at the back of your head that you're like, oh, I would love for this to happen one day. And so it did. It did. Great, you know. And life should be amazing. And I should be on a high, right? Like, at least for quite some time, I should be 
you know, just on that high. But I was on that high briefly, very briefly. And then I went back to the Philippines and I was like, and then <laughs> I just said, and then, like, I, okay, and what, so, so what next? And it, it wasn't as fulfilling as I thought it would be. I mean, there was fulfillment there, mind you, of course. And then She Talks Asia had their first conference, and it was Sarah Meyer who reached out to me and she said that, hey, Ease, can you give a message to the attendees? And then I said, I'm Tampo with you. Why didn't you invite me to your conference to speak at your conference? And she was like, oh, no, we have you saved for another conference. Da, 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 da. But, you know, I took that. It was really a question towards myself. I, I was just partly teasing her, but it was a wake-up call for me. That really, what have I been doing for others, for me to be called for this conference to help others because that's what the conference was it was a female uh, a summit for um women's month so what have i done for others i've been so I guess self-absorbed i was just living my life you know setting goals for myself that i realized okay i have to do more than just you know, my, of course, my personal dreams are still there, but I have to give back because I have learned so much already in my journey. And God has given me the platform. What was I doing with the platform, right? I mean, and of course, at the same time, I was going through the struggle of accepting my body. So it just happened, really, that again timing it was divine timing and um i recognized that and i just took it and then did what i felt god wanted me to do and i needed to do um, without really over planning and overthinking things as i said i do like to go moment for moment and <laughs> being in the moment so i'm not a heavy planner so it just really happened the way i guess God intended for it to happen. So what I'm hearing is you were partly guided and partly you started to look outside of yourself and seeing like, what can you do for other people? And I think that comes, Isa, when we've done enough work on ourselves that we can actually put, you know, we can actually look up and start to see what's going on around us. Because when we're consumed with our own issue, it's really hard to look at other people or look at, you know, have that compassion or that identification with others. But I think that when we start to see like light at the end of the tunnel in our own life, we're now in a position to start giving back to other people. Right. I know like for me, I became a healer really because I needed to heal myself. Right? That was it. That's where I started. And I got so good at working on myself that I wanted to work with other people. Like if it's working for me, is this going to work for other people? And if it is, then why aren't we all happy? Why aren't we all, you know, living better lives? So I guess it always starts from us and it's in our 
it's in our challenges that we maybe create enough light to help other people. So I guess we have to be so grateful and thankful for our experiences because at least it makes us of service or use to another person. Definitely. I nothing happens by chance. I am a believer in that. Like everything has a purpose. And the purpose also comes when you take action so that it becomes purposeful, I guess, right. what you went through. Because otherwise, right. it will serve no purpose if you do nothing with it, I think. So what we did was we recognized, we understood, we were in a better place. Now I'm going to take all of that and use it to serve my, I guess, our true purpose, I yeah. have to believe. You used a powerful word, divine timing, you know, and that's a really good word for that. And, it, you know, it's funny because, Isa, when I introduced you on the episode today, I was talking about gratitude and I said, I'm going to pass the candle to you. And that's really, I mean, that's what this is, right? It's about I've lit my own candle now and I pass it on to you. You know, let me light your candle. I actually got it. Thanks so much, Tanaya. <laughs> awesome. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Let me pass it on to you and keep passing it on and passing it on. You know, and, you know, we're very blessed to be in this position, Tanaya, to be that source of light. And, you know, sometimes we may feel depleted or exhausted, but you know what? I... I, I when I tell myself I I want to do this, I yeah. want to do this, and especially to the younger ones that I get to work with, or in whatever way I can. How can I create a positive impact in this person's life? Not because I want to be acknowledged. As a matter of fact, I'd rather not be acknowledged. I you know I I want to just make them. I want to give them hope. I think is what I want to give the young, the the younger generation. Like when they see that, oh, this person did this for me, or you know, is co-dreaming with me, or you know, I don't know. It makes them believe in good things in the way I at that time when I was nineteen believed good things were coming my way and that I deserved good things and that, that or that there was good in the world period wow so true now isa what do you do today for your mental well-being your mental health how do you keep yourself in this state which is you are so grounded balanced you're constantly like observing, you know, reacting to things. No, it, it comes across. You know, you can't fake it, Isa. This is either something <laughs> it's there or it's not. And you have it. So how do you maintain this? Hmm. I have been meditating with uh, under the guidance of Sarah Black since June of last year. So she is she is a lighthouse. I, I'm yeah. you you know her. I'm yeah, sure. she was. Uh, she she did an episode on the podcast in season one. She's beautiful. I mean, just amazing energy. 
come on yes and and i've known her since we were in college so i through the years it's not that we were very close but we've known each other for quite some time and i, I still remember when she got back from india from her first trip and the difference already just at that time that was a few years back around the body love time yeah. 2018 2017 2018 yeah so yeah so i've been doing meditation every day okay. since june of course i work out because i believe that again movement is 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 a huge part of how we can live a better life really so i'm quite conscious also of the food that I eat, because it, it, it's going to be mind, body, spirit, right? So, gut is your second brain, so you have to be be very mindful of, of what you consume. Not just consume like reading, consume eating, and, and uh, what else do I do? So I, I've been meditating. I, I started a Japa Mala practice. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on my, what, maybe 25th day or more. And okay. I'm doing Deepak Chopra. So I, I'm currently on a deep dive because I have time. So I'm meditating three to four times a day at the moment. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just doing a lot of inner work because... You know, as I said, I am a work in progress and things happen and you're like, you feel like, oh, I wasn't in the flow. I did. What was that? You know, so I'm working on that and I'm working on certain things and, and I saw that it's loving yourself. So I'm working on my constant need for external validation. <laughs> Among other things. That's a big one. That's, That's really a big one for a lot of people. Because, yeah. you know, like, I'm a people pleaser because of it. but And it has served me through the years. It has sure. served me, really. But at the same time, I now recognize that because of this, of being a people pleaser, it also hmm, can be problematic. So I, I have to set boundaries so that I don't let opinions of other people affect me as as much yeah um so little, little, little things like that so yeah i've been i've been meditating a lot and just honestly because of this ecq i i now have time and that's that's every day that's what i do i've been meditating a lot i work out pretty often five to six times a week <laughs> and then i uh been journaling because in the morning I, I journal um so that's how i've been working on myself i guess i think the important thing is that we always find ways to improve ourselves and work on ourselves and sometimes it's meditation or journaling or working out or eating healthy but the key is you know whatever works for us as long as we keep doing it, you know, as long as we take the time to actually do that. So I hear you, you know, completely. Oh, and may I, may I go ahead? I'm yeah. also doing something new. Like, I think just so that I'm excited, 
I'm making voice lessons <laughs> just because I've always wanted to and now it's more accessible because of the circumstances in Zoom. Yeah, and I'm taking acting classes. So again, it's it's a lot of just doing things that you love or you feel will excite you. And again, we go back to joy. will bring you joy, spark yes. joy so that you can enjoy life. Absolutely. I love it. Um, I, I love it. And it's it's learning, right? It's learning and it's self-development in every way, right? Whether the voice lesson or, lesson or the acting lesson. I mean, this is all ways of self-development, which is really what we focus on and, and um, really encourage on, on the podcast. Now, I have my last question for you, Isa. What is your project loving myself quote, mantra, or message? So anything about self-love that you'd like to share with our listeners? I like to end with that because it's really about what we're here for. Oh, I hope I'm given the right words. Doesn't have to be perfect, but just the words that whoever is watching or listening right now needs to hear. So if it's about self-love, it's really uh, an issue of self-worth. So my message to you is very simple. You are worthy. You are enough. Amazing. Isa, it's been an absolute delight chatting with you today. Thank you. We've covered some really interesting topics. And, um, you know, there's been really amazing sound bites. I Like while, you're, <laughs> while we're talking, I'm like, oh, my God, this. Oh, this Thank is what you. I'm going to put in the quote. Like there's been really just so much in here that um, I think people would listen and listen over and over again because a lot of it, I think, was very practical. And I, and I love that this is, you know, this has all come from your story. This is your life that has taught you all of this. And in just sharing it, you are already impacting and influencing everyone who's listening here today. So thank you so much for your time and energy, for your love. May I ask you to share your details so that anyone who's listening, I mean, I know everybody recognizes you. I'm sure everyone can find you, but if there's anywhere you would like to direct people to, perhaps even She Talks Asia, please uh, feel free to do so. Thank you. Um, I am on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Isa Calzado. Um, Facebook, uh, it's a fan account, but I am connected to them. It's Isa Calzado. And um, please also follow at She Talks Asia. And that's it. Thank you for, for, for giving me this opportunity to share my light, my love. Um, you know, it's funny because as I was saying, my message for self-love or loving oneself earlier. And it was like, even with that, I just want to share this so that you understand what it's like. I was pressuring myself to give the perfect advice. And I just said, like, keep it simple. And it is. It, like, you are worthy. You are enough. Yeah. I don't have to say more. 
I don't have to say anything else at this point. I mean, I can say a lot, <laughs> but maybe that's all you need to hear at this point. Absolutely. I was kind of like, I took a step back when you were connecting and, and deciding what to say. And I was just holding that space and sending you love. And I said, you know, whatever she says, I know this is what people need to hear. Okay. And that's how it works, right? That's how the universe works. You are at exactly the right place, right time. We talked about timing. You know, this episode has been something since last season that we wanted to, to connect on. And it, it was timing and it's the right space. And so I think that gives power back to what you said on the, on the podcast today, that we're not perfect. We don't need to do everything correctly or, you know, it's just things will fall into place at the right time in the right way. There is a timing and not to pressure ourselves. So thank you for surrender. Thank you for that powerful message and everything you've said, Isa, has been, I think, something we can all really relate to. Thank you, Sanaya. Thank you. Thank you. It means so much to me. Thank you. I love that we learn so much about each other through conversation and dialogue. Sometimes we need to be reminded of our own stories, to look back at where we have come from, to appreciate where we are today. And it's conversations like this that open the mind to new possibilities and ideas. What did today's conversation do for you? Share your comments and don't forget to tag at Project Loving Myself Podcast and at Sanaya Gurnamal. Please do subscribe to this podcast on Spotify if you are enjoying these episodes and leave me a rating on Apple Podcasts. I leave you this week with our Project Loving Myself quote, turn your wounds into wisdom. And that is something that one of my favorites, Oprah Winfrey, said. Your wounds and flaws are your stories. They make you the amazing person that you are today. So thank them and recognize them for what they have given you. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Project Loving Myself. You are so loved. Brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Podmetrics. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.